everybody. Welcome to Improv FAQ at Length. This is a series of longer conversations about improv topics that have lots of questions surrounding them. I'm James Quesada. And I'm Bob Wick. And we are very excited to be joined by two special guests, Jill Bernard and Shannon Stott. Welcome. Yay! <laughs> Thanks for having us. Yeah. yeah. Thank you both so much for being here. Uh, we're very, very excited to talk to you. And uh, also, this is, um, I feel like, the most uh, geographically spread out uh, episode we've had because, uh, Jill, you're out in Minneapolis, and Shannon, you're in Austin. Um, and I'm in New York. Bob's in uh, Detroit. So it's like... Oh. We got all the quarters. We're good. Yeah. Bob, <laughs> does this happen to you when people say... People don't. People on the coast don't know Minnesota and Michigan are different states, so people really? are constantly asking me, "Oh, do you do stuff with so and so?" Like, it was Dan Izzo for a long time. They're like, "Oh, you're in Minnesota. Do you do stuff with Dan Izzo?" I was like, "Ann Arbor is in Michigan." That that would be a hike. <laughs> <laughs> but no, people, people. I guess people know where Detroit is. Maybe they just I, I, don't. Well, think. I feel like people think Detroit's like its own little like island and that's where we're all from and then there's michigan yeah. which is completely different full of i don't know moose yeah. and stuff i don't know <laughs> yeah, yeah there's a lot of um lumping together of midwesterners is my experience yeah yeah it'll just be like oh midwest you say you say oh <laughs> yeah. um Okay, awesome. Well, uh, so the topic of conversation is going to be, um, we were trying to pin it down right before we uh, started recording. Um, it's about uh, unusual um, characters, but more about how to uh, approach characters that are um, not close to self um, that would otherwise maybe end up as stereotypical um, and approach them in a way that's more three-dimensional. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Shannon, I think you had a really great way of, of framing it. Would you mind kind of uh, reiterating reiterating what we were just talking about? Uh, sure. Well, uh, yeah, this is, you know, we'll, we'll go wherever we need to go. But uh, opening salvo is we were talking about, <laughs> it is my opening salvo, Joe. My opening <laughs> salvo. <laughs> it's on the table. We were talking about um, characters uh, being reaching outside yourself for characters, right? So when if you get the suggestion of uh, a French person, oh, be French, your almost immediate thing is I want you blonde, la patrie, baguette, cigarette, brier. What is this? What is this, Joe? A, a, a puppet. Uh, a, 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 puppet. A, yeah. oh, a beret. A beret. A beret. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Three For any listeners that, that don't have the video, <laughs> Shannon's yeah. doing what I think we would all agree is very much a hand puppet. Yeah, yeah. it's. Jim Henson had a beret on. No, no, no. No, you're reaching for what would be a mimed hat and you're tipping it. Monsieur. <laughs> Okay, and yeah. what what else would that hat be so but a beret? Yeah, if you beret. All right, so <laughs> so that is the character we go to, right? We say all the things that we can get out: the the baguette, the beret, the blue cheese, the cigarette, and ha ha ha. Uh, but that character is difficult to sustain over a long period of time because it has nothing to do with you. So you're not only are you uh, like just 
playing a trope and being sort of stereotypical, borderline, mm, borderline, or real borderline. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, hard, it's hardly sustainable because it's so far away from who you are or anyone you actually know. So if you can think, if you are given uh, a character or you're given a suggestion like French person or whatnot, or you're that's who you come on stage and you choose to be, if you can find in yourself somewhere a person that you know who is French, do you know a person who is French? Have you ever seen a person who is actually French? And, and or can you reach inside yourself and say to yourself, if I, if me, Shannon, if me, Shannon was French, what would I be like? I'd probably be close to myself, maybe with a French accent. And I might say things like, uh, this is a, not a puppet, it's a beret. Okay, okay. <laughs> but this is easier to sustain. <laughs> this is easier to sustain. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm So I'm so glad to unpack this uh, conversation because for, for a number of reasons. One, um, uh, it's a question that comes up a lot um, when we ask for question submissions from the community. Um, one of the most common ones about character work is uh, about keeping characters 3D um, and also sustaining characters. Mm. Um, and another reason that I'm really excited to, to talk about it is because um, character work is not I wouldn't call my forte like like uh, and the more that I have conversations with people who do really gravitate toward character work um, uh, the more I understand that like it's not my expertise um, uh, so I love hearing insights from people who uh, strongly connect with it because it helps me as much as anyone else yeah it's a I, it's a whole life like come I'll be right back. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, what stinks about that is I was gonna I was just gonna say like Jill has an amazing ability to play in her one uh person show, right? She has a, a slew of characters. Yeah. She has all these characters that she brings out. And the thing is that she's able to rem remember them, sustain them, and give the audience a real life connection to those yeah. to those characters we like really like them we really hate them or we cheer for them whatever but they if you notice if you've ever seen uh, her show she's not doing anything very far away from her right she's not right. like even if her accent changes a little it's not a uh, it's not a caricature. These things, mm, yeah. these characters that she's yeah. bringing out aren't caricatures. They, she really is like, this is this person's uh, point of view. This is this person's want in the world. She sustains that, those characters in her body. And even if you're playing, uh, you know, a, a short form game and you're picking a character, if you can, if you can take a note out of Jill's uh, one person show page, it's like yeah to sustain how 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 can you choose a character how can you become instead of trying to be or trying to act like that? yeah no, i like that yeah <laughs> it's also so funny that she's not here i know you. <laughs> let's talk about her more while she's not <laughs> here <laughs> Uh, but um, I, I agree. And, th and that really is like, um, I feel very comfortable playing like uh, the straight character. And um, sometimes I will uh, have 
um what i feel is a strong uh uh character with like um I, just just like a strong three-dimensional character that that i feel like like is not me but um i don't know i don't always have a handle on like uh what what it is that's making it work um so so are there things for like um students that are interested in this type of character work uh you know you know not just playing so close to self but like balanced between you know making strong choices but keeping it real and three-dimensional are, are there like kind of starting places or, or fundamentals that you hammer into new students to that world i i have tons of things to say about it but jill is back and i <laughs> <laughs> and and i want i jill if you could we were talking about drum machine your one person show while and, i was away yeah of course we were why wouldn't we do that it was a perfect time uh, <laughs> but we i was saying that your so i want to marry this question with what with a drum machine right because what you're asking james is do you have do we do you have any uh sort of tips as to how to make a three-dimensional how to create rather a three-dimensional character sustain a three-dimensional character and i was saying jill that in drum machine the characters that you are that you become aren't super far away from yourself they're not they're not caricatures they seem to be three-dimensional people uh, can you talk a little bit about how you would, um, you know, tell people yeah. how to do that or coach them how to do that? I believe in investing in the cartoon. Um, if you look at the character, like my own background is from comedy sports, you do, which is very much like, right? <laughs> like a very, uh, because our scenes are so short, mm -hmm. you don't need to have yeah. a character that you can live in forever. Um, so I come from a background actually, um, and then I've married it by thinking about some Comedia del Arte and some Marx Brothers. So a lot of what I know how to do to create a character is exterior work, mm -hmm. something I'm laying on, you know, something I'm doing with my body physically exterior in an exterior way. Yeah. Um, and then um, to fill that, to fill that exoskeleton, to, to invest in that cartoon, to fill it with a real heart. Um, my stock characters, get, 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 I like biscuits. But <laughs> I, the example I like to give is, get, 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 I like biscuits. At least I did before my wife died. And then we can play with that cartoon for real. We can treat that cartoon person like a real person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jill, don't you have a, uh, isn't there an acronym for the way you build yeah. a character? Va -papo, Va -papo. Which doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> so whenever festival organizers just name the class Vapapo, I always say to them, like, what would people be signing up for? Yeah. Um, it's an acronym for voice, attitude, posture, or physicality, depending on the day. Mm -hmm. Voice, attitude, posture, animal, prop, and obsession as six little, like grab a something, like grab a physicality, right? Base a character on that physicality. And then you get into the scene. Now that's a theory I came up with, I, not a theory, it's a toolkit I assembled from other places in 2002. And I think a lot has changed in my work 
since 2002, but I haven't thrown Vapapo away because it's number one, it's super useful for beginners yeah. to just give them a little hook to hang on to, a little mm -hmm. pony to ride through the scene. Um, but then after that, it feels like all of those introductory things have a layer beneath them. Yeah. Um, yeah. When people ask me the difference between long form and short form, I always say, um, in long form, we cry like this. <laughs> in short form, we cry like this. <laughs> right? It's just the, the way, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So you have to invest in the cartoon, to maybe play a character that has something that's just a thin veneer on the outside. Keith Johnstone says it's a Kleenex. You know, just a thin veil of a character yeah. that you're going to throw away in a little while, but to put a real heart underneath it. And it sure saves a lot of time if it's your heart. I mean, this is auditioning for commercials, too. If you have a, if you have to audition for a 30-second commercial, there's not time to build a who, what, where, backstory, right. six-page character analysis. It's got to just be you with a thin or something yeah. yeah and I like I like the idea I like that thought the idea of if you're auditioning for something there's not there both things are true right there's not enough time for you to reach out so far away from yourself that you can't sustain something because you don't know what that thing is and there isn't right. enough time to like really discover who you are like you don't have enough time for that uh really um and to so to sandwich or to i don't know this is there's nothing in between but i'm next to joe oh, i thought you're holding <laughs> gray it's like, <laughs> no it's a sandwich, I wait a sandwich. <laughs> this is a beret sandwich, please. <laughs> and a baguette <laughs> yeah. this is terrible so like we when i teach class and i'm sure you all have experienced this. We talk about um, the, the the boxes. We break ourselves into boxes, right? From right. so from our head to our shoulders, shoulders to hips, and hips to feet, basically. And I ask people to walk around, figure out your neutral. How do you regularly walk, right? Then pick a box and just change that box and change the box, just whatever it is. So if it's head to shoulders, since we're here, like this is it, but still walk around in your neutral. So now we're walking around like this, but you're still Shannon or whoever you are, James, Bob, or Jill, you're still that sort of person. But if you're walk, if you are walking around like this, how does that change the rest of your body? How does that change uh, the, the V, the voice in Vapapo? How does that change that? Um, do you, do I still, Shannon, do I still talk like this? If I, if this was me, but I walked around like this, I might, what is it? I, I feel like I might, I feel like this would be my voice now. If I, if this was how I did it, right? So now this is a completely different character, right? And I didn't have to go too far from myself. I'm still like the same person, but now I've just changed a little bit about myself. And now I've got this attitude, right? I've got this, right? And so all the things that you can, you, those are simple. It feels very simple just to pick that box. And then you're not, you're still in, uh, you're still committing to the cartoon. You're still committing and you're not reaching, but you're, it's like you yourself. You can fill, uh, you're talking about Joe, you can fill that cartoon with heart. Yeah. And it's our, it's almost already there because it's your own. We get a lot of like questions about how to sustain. So I would imagine if you're sustaining the same physicality and that's what's 
you know, driving your voice, it, it you know, it, it would be a great way to exercise that, you know, just, oh, my shoulder like this. I, I always talk like this. So I haven't talked in a while. Uh, I just have to look at my body again and then it comes back out. That's really yeah. cool. Exactly. I, I, I like exactly. That. I like to, yeah. And the audience is always happy to see it again. They're not mad. Yeah. They're not like, wait a minute, his shoulders changed. Um, <laughs> human beings are really satisfied by patterns. So yeah. when the shoulders return, we feel a satisfaction. Attention is broken as well. And yeah. then, yeah, if the scene goes on, you forget the character again. Then you hunch the shoulders again. It's satisfying to the audience to see that yeah. character return. And it, and you're creating a pattern, which is the basis for most improv. Yeah. 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 Let me, so let me ask you, because it is about habit building and patterns. And I think with character uh, and especially these tools of like, of like physicality and how, um, how they are required to sustain character. I'm curious about like, how do you build uh, that muscle memory you know, it seems one of the like like with improv, it's often a challenge that like because you're improvising, you don't get the same like repetition because you're always trying to make something new from scene to scene. Do you do like um, kind of character and posture work um, uh, off stage to, to kind of like like work the the, the like dexterity of of, um, you know, different postures? Like how, how do you? get the reps in to give that kind of physical detail to characters. I sure did when I was starting out. I don't think I do it as much now, but I used to spend a lot of bathroom mirror time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Ooh, let's talk to all my college roommates. <laughs> but now like there's something underneath it all, which is to believe in your own shit. Like to believe in it, to believe in your own make believe. Um, and if you believe in it, if I believe in these arms, then it's not as difficult to sustain. Now, there's a moment when you're beginning to improvise when you're self conscious about such a thing and you're like, oh no, I look like a weirdo <laughs> and I'm getting tired. What a terrible choice. <laughs> um, but if you believe in it and you believe these are your arms, but I don't. I made a woman quit improv last year because I I said to her in class, yeah, that's a perfect. Everyone's face is perfect right now. Uh, um, I made I made a woman quit improv because I was trying to explain that you you just have to believe in what you're creating and you just have to decide to know that it what what is you have to decide to know the truth yes. of this thing that you're creating. And she couldn't ever get past the hesitance of like, who are you? What are we doing? Why are we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and she and it, it, me telling her that me telling her, you have to believe in your own shit made her quit improv. Oh. It just wasn't fun anymore. I was because it's such like a riddle to say that to somebody. Just right. know, like, what does that mean? What kind of fortune cookie BS is just right. know and just believe. No, yeah. Just believe in your, I don't know how to make people believe in things. Um, my boyfriend tells this story about one day we were walking down the street and there was a, a slice of pizza on the ground looking like facing off of a pedestrian bridge and I took a picture of it and I wrote, um, the pizza slice looks out over the city he is sworn to protect. And my boyfriend said, 
nobody else saw that pizza slice and thought that. Like nobody was like, oh, look at that pizza slice guarding the city. Everyone else was like, some asshole dropped their pizza slice. But and it, so the, how to make your creativity roll all day long, how to believe in what you're doing all day long, never to have a moment when your brain is not sparking with creativity and believing it, believing in, that's why improvisers do bits nonstop is because we're just making things up all the time. And we will always, we will always pretend things all day long. That's, that's the discipline of it. Now I will say, um, that any kind of cross training you can do for your body is super useful, especially right. in the United States. We're not particularly physical improvisers. So if you have um, some dance, some physical theater techniques, um, I'm already, I took a great series last year and I already forgot what it was called because I was so ill-suited for it. Everyone else was a professional dancer in college <laughs> and I'm this oh, wow. middle-aged, middle-aged improviser, like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, there's a lot of, yeah, any cross-screening like that will help you. I think people who do a martial art have an advantage because they have an awareness of the boxes that Shannon is talking about. They have an awareness. Um, yeah, there's always cross training. Yeah, that the the thing you said about um, believing in your own shit, like that is such a uh, I really it's like in my stomach because <laughs> <laughs> there is definitely a feeling of like okay, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna jump. So I, a a white man asked me once, like, how can I? Is it possible for me to? How can I be black on stage? So is was his question, and I was like, "What? What do you mean?" And he and he said, "Then, well, I can't play your black husband." And we had just come off a show together. He was like, "I can't play your black husband," and I, my immediate was, was, response was, "Why not? I play your white wife all the time, like right, and, <laughs> <laughs> like I do it all the time." In my like. Obviously, I'm looking at you. I I don't I don't know. I play a white woman. It's fine. I it's very easy. Now, why is it easy? Because I believe in the character that I am playing. I don't have to walk on stage and say, "I'm a white woman." Like I don't have to do that. And neither does that young man have to walk on stage and say, "I I'm now a black man," or however black men talk, I guess. But like, uh, <laughs> oh, no, no, I said it's okay I for me to do watch it. That scene. It's okay for me to do it. Like, all right. So. I would watch that scene. Um, <laughs> sorry, no. Uh, but the the that believing in your shit, the the belief right. is really what it is. It's like if you are in a scene and really you want to be a, a horse or a unicorn or whatever, if you believe, like, ah, yes. I, I have a rainbow tail and I my fur sparkles and when I speak rainbows come out and like stars shoot out of my eyes and you can like in like really feel it in your body um but yes and then the other part about that Jill is oh th there's a interesting thing to me that happens off stage right so the idea it, it the idea that you told that woman basically you said believe in yourself right mm -hmm. you have to believe in yourself anything you say is correct and to come from a space outside of improv where 
every either everything I say is wrong or everything I say is questioned or there's no reason to believe in myself because there's an actual answer. I don't have to believe I'm a horse. I can look in the mirror and I see I'm not a horse. Like, or I don't have to believe that I'm gonna get this raise. I don't, I can't just believe it. I have to work for it and then the raise will come or whatever. We, we're like socialized to understand that yeah. belief isn't real. And so for you to tell her, no, what, like if you hold your hand like this, you automatically have a hot dog in it. You know what's in your hand. You What is it? Like, tell us, or who are you? You, you tell us. Like. I think that that's such a, a yeah. disconnect. It's so interesting to just to hear that story. Um, and then to say, then to come around and to tell young improvisers, yeah, the, the, the click of it is believe in your head. Sure, you can do all the things in your body and then you have to stick, you have to stick the landing here before you can stick yeah. it out there. You could tell when you see an improviser who's pretending to be a child, you can tell if they know any actual children. Yeah. <laughs> or teenagers. Teenagers get such a rough go in improv because they're always portrayed by people who either don't honestly remember what it's like to be a teenager right. or have no respect for teenagers yeah. or have a teenager in their life that they're looking at through a very small, unfair window mm -hmm. oh did you ever read a very small unfair window it was such a beautiful book um, <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah people is that real or are you just believing your own shit, that's my own shit. <laughs> ah, i love it uh, like uh but like yeah you can tell when an improviser doesn't know any children yeah. you can tell when an improviser doesn't know any teenagers and you can tell when an improviser doesn't know any black men or have never, have never met a, a, a thought about someone in a sophisticated, layered way. Right. Um, what's to say? Like, uh, I once did, um, I did a voiceover for a commercial. And then I saw the commercial and the woman whose, my voice was coming out of a, for an Asian woman. And I listened to it. And I was like, this is amazing because, yeah, that sounds like her voice, right? It's just a woman's voice, a generic right. Midwestern woman's voice. Um, so if I'm successfully playing an Asian character, I just did it. And they didn't even tell me that's what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> like it wow. worked. The commercial totally worked. The only thing that was unsettling was knowing that it was my own voice and not having it be my body on screen. <laughs> yeah well and it's also okay so i think this is uh another another common question that we get is just how to play characters uh respectfully and like so, so i'm kind of wondering in this conversation of like uh you can tell when somebody doesn't know any children uh or know know somebody who is the thing that they're uh acting to be like do what is the answer in the moment there do you just not try to put on an affectation of, of anything. Okay. Well, was that Shannon? I said, J just don't do it. Is that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, These are my answer. Yeah. How do, you, how, do you, how do you not do it? Like, if it's um, I, I guess I guess it would have to be like really overtly set up to be um, uh, uh, something. But but like, do you do you just then play it as your as close to self and kind of go ahead? Yeah, I like the only time 
I've ever, and I, yeah, the answer is don't do it. Like, I don't know what you're, what team you're on that's like, play an Asian man. Like, uh, and maybe you are on, a, like, performing for people who are yeah. yelling that out at you. Then the answer is literally to play yourself, right? Yeah. Because the, the suggestion is now like, the suggestion, play an Asian man. Your, your, your answer will be like, absolutely, I, I'm an Asian man. And then you turn and you're like, hi, may I have a cup of coffee? I mean, I, I, and so what the audience is looking at is like, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. That, I'm right. an Asian man from uh, Ann Arbor, Minnesota. And, right? <laughs> and this right? is how we all talk in Minnesota. In so, Minnesota. Like yeah. there, there's, and and the paint is already there, right? So the the audience gets two satisfactions, I think. And one is, oh, you you're taking my suggestion. Great, it's taken. Uh, and now we're we can play a regular scene. Like you, James, and I can play a regular scene. I can play an Asian man, and we can play a scene of uh, James can play a black woman, and then we can just be in love. And really, nothing changes about us. We just play two people who are in love my my voice doesn't change my accent doesn't change my like i don't james isn't doing any of this please god and then like we just are in love and it's fine unless james yeah. really like like knows what he's doing because he knows like oh yeah oh yeah i can i can do that because my wife is black or whatever and then you know god bless you hopefully your wife is like that's okay <laughs> but, and there's a step there's a step that Shannon is referring to that we didn't directly address, mm. which is um, in modern times, uh, it's really beautiful to have a discussion as a troop about how you'll handle issues like this, mm. um, to talk about it, to not have it be thrown at you on stage. I think right. the moments when these things were thrown at you at stage and you suddenly had to decide, can, can I do a Barack Obama impression? Should I? Like That moment where it's thrown at you, yeah. I would like to um, mitigate yeah. and, and have uh, two things happen, pre-show discussions and then like mid-show discussions. I'm in love with the idea of just like pausing the show for a moment. Literally. Um, yeah. I, um, I was doing a drum machine uh, where I had interviewed, I was, I had interviewed a member of the audience who's a sign language interpreter and you, and I was playing that character and you could feel like a palpable tension in the room um, because so many people do offensive versions of sign language, yeah. like just offensive uh, to everyone. <laughs> um, and I, uh, I paused the show and I said, there's a tension in the room as we're all waiting to see if I know sign language. I don't. I only know one sign. Thank you. So for tonight, every sign that you see in this show will be the sign for thank you, because I thank you for trusting me with your story. And so the whole night, all we did was, all I did was thank you was every sign that I did in the whole show. Um, Except mid-show, she taught me how to do turtle because it came oh. up. I don't remember why. <laughs> but like, just stop the show to not power. Yeah. I want to be right. done powering through. Yes, 
I've been improvising since the mid nineties. And you want to hear about powering through powering through was the 1990s. That's what we did. We made it through and improv. Um, I have a, I invented a policy in like 2002 in drum machine that if I ever had to play an Asian character because the history that was being asked for required an Asian character, um, it would only have a, a New York accent, a ridiculous, cliche New York accent. So every time ever in Drum Machine, when I've been asked to portray an Asian character, there's been a, a, a New York accent instead. Because I think we can stop even in the moment and make an adjustment. I want to normalize <laughs> the word of the of the year. I want to make it okay to stop a show. Because you know what? Lorne Michaels is never coming to your improv jam to recruit right. SNL. So it's fine to stop your improv jam and have a real discussion. Lorne Michaels is not there. This is not how you get on SNL. You don't have to power through and show how brave you are. It's much braver to stop and say, I'm uncomfortable right now. I don't know why. Um, could we stop and redirect this somehow and go ahead and stop the show? There's no, there's no modern need to power through. So I, on that note, I've been, I was in a troupe called twins with a white male who played me. So the, the idea was I played every character in the whole world. And then he played me, me, Shannon. And the trick that we used, you know, so we would be going through any sort of, who knows, like being pulled over, he, you know, she, Shannon would be pulled over by a cop uh, and I would be the cop and I would be like, we would have be having a scene. And he would, we invented this technique of just pulling down our characters. So uh, if he was uncomfortable or if he didn't know how I would react in such a situation, he would literally just like, hey, Shannon, uh, am I, is this, what you would do and I would be like no 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 I would, I would be terrified in this moment you're way right. too calm way too calm and oh I, I, are you okay and he'd be you know I'd be like okay all right we can go now he'd be like okay right and then and then our scene like you know he now he can really take on a real thing so in the, a, a real emotion um in in uh, the workshops I've been teaching, so I've been teaching this technique, and it's just been getting so much pushback, right? It gets really? so much pushback, yes. Um, and it's because what Jill is saying, like we, especially from people who are older than me, like we're used to pushing through, or even if you were, and I say older, I mean improvising wise if right. you've been improvising longer than i have but people want to push through they don't want to have this conversation they feel attacked is what uh, is what i'm getting they yeah. feel like if i if i do this thing and i say to jill hey jill like this is this is a little uncomfortable for me can we can we reroute or can we and then she Suddenly I'm getting what I, what people are telling me is Jill is like, well, I mean, you should be able to just move through the scene. Like, isn't that what improv is about? Like, you should just be able to continue or we like I shouldn't have to. Right. I shouldn't have to uh, answer to that question. Like I'm yeah. being attacked. And it's like, look, I'm I'm in the same I'm in the same place, Jill. Like I <sighs> am done with these. This is awkward. This is this is an awkward scene, but they're just like really 
pushing because they want to get to that three minutes or they really want to finish. And guess <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Like it just doesn't, it's not worth it. You're because right. the thing is also your you are a representation of the audience, right? Yeah. So if you at any given point are feeling in any way uncomfortable, you've got that like, ah, right? The 90% of your audience, at least there are a few people in your, your audience who are also like, uh, and they just don't want to see it. They don't want to see it. The, and if you don't address it, you're going to lose your audience. And that that's yeah. a great, um, that uh, story, Jill, is a great, reminder or a great uh, uh illustration of that right that's like you could feel it you can feel people like oh no she's, oh no she's yeah. gonna it's not, right and they you're losing them you're just losing yeah. them so just like legit just tell them stop your show tell right. them hey look like this is what's happening i don't know sound language this is what i'm gonna do or hey look i don't i don't know any gay men but uh so i do not i don't feel comfortable playing one so i'm gonna play me or whatever it is that you're wanting to do yeah. but like push your character away or somehow it doesn't have to be that but somehow figure out how to talk to your partners on stage if you period figure out how to talk to your partners on stage i promise you you're not going to break your show <laughs> yeah I, I love that. I'm very much in favor of it. Um, the the peaking down, and I and I um, I I don't know. To me, it's like the uh, improv has such a uh, high potential for um being a, a learning experience. Yep. Um, and just like a everybody is witnessing something uh, about the human experience in a very um, it's a uh sort of um casual way but we we're we're putting ourselves through you know like yeah. the crisis of not knowing what's going on and figuring it out and so the more especially the more relevant that 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 converse those types of conversations become um in our social growth uh the, the more that it's gonna gonna be um warranted to uh bring the real people into into a real uh moment of conversation and, and it does, I, I i suppose it doesn't in my mind mean that it has to has to be like um all of a sudden like a uh group therapy or group talk thing but it has right. should be yeah. honest and and well, and, and uh, any good improviser yeah. knows that honesty is comedy gold like, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah well i mean part of the entertainment of an improv show is the characters and the story and everything but the process is entertaining too so if you can show the audience part of the trick I think that makes you a better improviser because then, then they're in on it. You brought them in that much closer. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, I'm old school improv. I was taught like, <laughs> you never break that fourth wall. Right. Cause that's the thing that's protecting you from the evil audience. <laughs> uh, I, man, I just watched that mill ditch and Schwartz and they do it all the time. They were crushing yeah. it. it. And I had so much fun watching them. And now it, someday yeah. when i when i get a, a stage again i, I want to do that i really like this conversation <laughs> and you know uh, like uh there's pushback specifically from people yeah. who were brought up that there are no mistakes in improv right. so like you were saying shannon it feels like a smack on the nose to them right. you say could we not um and i i want to help them navigate those waters because to right. me it doesn't feel like a mistake yeah. it feels like 
a chance to show how much I love you. Yes. Yes. I love you yes. so much that I don't want to hurt you. And to me, God, how simple a redirect. Could mm-hmm. it just be a simple redirect where instead of me feeling hurt, yeah. instead just redirecting and doing us because improv could be about anything. We have billions mm-hmm. of choices of what to do in improv. Could I simply redirect yeah. and not have it feel like a punishment to have redirected? I don't mm-hmm. know. I have a friend who started improv classes and then took a hiatus and came back and in his hiatus was an incredible cultural shift. <laughs> like the wow. Me Too movement happened while he was away. He came back to improv and it didn't look the same. Mm. And so for him, it was, it's been super jarring and it feels like a critique on him and it feels like a punishment mm. and it feels like the freedom of improv that he got hooked on is gone. And I don't know how to explain that this is a different kind of freedom. This is a kind of freedom where I can show how much I care about my seed partners, how much I care about the audience and how, how the world is changing all the time. And we can change in any moment and make any, any choice. We don't like freedom means something different. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I've I've always like, I, 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 like, uh, could it be fun for everyone? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I make it so that everybody's having a good time and not just focus. I I have an essay in my book that I ha- I, I threw out because it was so badly misinterpreted. It was an essay oh. called, um, um, like no, that's not the one I threw out. I threw out a different one. I kept this one. I think the the concept of it's always your turn. Like it's always your turn. And I wrote that for people who are shy and who are hesitant in improv. But if you teach that tool of it's always your turn to certain groups of people, it's like giving Red Bull to someone who already had a five hour edit. (laughs) You don't need it. But I want to rethink about the idea of it's always your turn and think Mm -hmm. about who the your is. Is it the plural your always y'all's yeah. turn am i thinking about us holistically it's all of us together right now yeah i just did a i, I haven't released it yet <laughs> but i just did a video talking about supporting um supporting how to make space right so this idea of it's always your turn this idea of your it's always your turn living with the idea of um creating space is difficult when, like you were saying, when you give that idea to people who don't need, don't need uh, the permission to go ahead. But in this, what I was talking about was I think that those people specifically misinterpret that in order for them to make space, they have to delete themselves. So what you get is people like, fine, like they don't, they're like, I guess if making spaces just mean not getting on stage, I just won't get on stage. It's like, no, making space doesn't have to be about deleting yourself, but it does have to be about, you can still get on stage, but create, it's the same, we're talking about these characters, right? Can you think of a world that where both of us can live? At the, yeah. I, the thought process I have is, 
if somebody gets on stage, that's always on stage, right? Their, their MO is they're the first person on stage. Uh, and whatever it is that they do, they like to build the world. They like to be the first person. They like to be the character. Sure. That person, go ahead. Sure. Go ahead and get on stage first. But in order to invite me on stage, you don't have to call me out specifically. You don't have to say, hey, Shannon, come on stage with me. I know you never get on stage first, come on stage. But you can say, uh, hey, auntie, the chitlins are ready, right? That that opening, that like, oh, you said, hey, auntie, the chitlins are ready. Now, that's something, so, not everybody can say that, right? But like, uh, uh, for me, I'm like, oh. I'm never saying that. I'm you never. Can't. You're I'm never, never going to say it. <laughs> Shannon, I hope we do one million more scenes together. I love improvising with you more than any human in the please world. Please say, I'm Auntie, never... the chitlins are ready. I'm going to say, please, Auntie, the chitlins are almost ready, but they need your special touch. <laughs> By the way, you're my literal auntie in that you're married to my uncle. <laughs> And then, unless and you want to play a man, are you want to? Are you? Oh, are okay. you? <laughs> oh, my brain's in the way. Thank you. But like that, you know, for yeah, that I, the idea of how do you say to someone, "This scene is for you," or "This scene, I would, I am. This is an invitation for us to create a world together." What is your? What is the line that you can say first person on stage that's always, you're always going to you always really want to go. Um, what is, what is the thing that you can say that invites people? And Jill said it, you said, uh, you said uh, this idea of creating together, like how do we create together? Because it's not about you, right? It's your turn. It's, it's your turn. It's, all of our, it's my turn. It's your turn. It's all of our turns. It's not just one person's show, right? That's why we do improv. That's why we do improv people and not stand up. Some of us do stand up, but I don't. So, <laughs> so very, it's so, so true. I, I'm, I'm so glad that, that this conversation, um, took, took this route of, of the honesty and conversation and, and, and because I don't know, the, 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 the meta level of, of things um, has really been on my mind for uh, a while now. And um, I'm glad that we could uh, blend the character conversation uh, in, in with this uh, conversation as well. And it's, and I, I wish we could talk forever about it. Um, but uh, uh, we are coming to the close of our time here. Um, so uh, we, I mean, it's been so great. So thank you for uh, <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. Um, flew by. <laughs> also, also Bob, <laughs> You, I don't know if it's the same on everyone's screen, but you look smoldering right now. <laughs> you look like Thank you're you. out of you. Uh, I don't know if it's if it's whatever camera or the. Or the I like, don't know. I, I sat down. I felt like Ben Kenobi. I'm I don't, I don't... screenshot so you can use this as your headshot. There's this like gradient vignette behind you. <laughs> oh, well, that's because Natalie's using the, the recording room. So I'm out in the living room. I don't know. It's <laughs> very great. Um, but be, so before we uh, let you go, though, um, are there things that you're doing in the virtual world or anything at all that you, that you want to plug? Um, we'll start with Jill. We have a show Sunday nights. It's at 6 p.m. Central. Uh, it's called Toaster. And it's on the huge theater uh, YouTube channel. Oh, wow. It just pops up because it's Toaster. It's going to be fun. Um, so that'd be my plug. Cool. Shannon. <laughs> Yes, Jill. Is that right? No, this I don't know. Yeah. 
yes. Uh, if you look me up on Instagram and YouTube, uh, I, I'm Shannon Stott Improv. And those are the places to find me. I try to put out as much improv content. That's what I, this is what I love. Right. I love talking about it. Jill likes my walks. She likes the animals. I, I take a walk, I talk about improv, and then I post a little, usually I see some sort of animal on my walk. So which one, which animal will it be? Will it be a duck or a snake? Who knows? <laughs> like, wait, 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 like, like real, real animals that you come across? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, then I'm improv in. Mode, I'm all in. Like, character walk no, like, it's walk. Real. <laughs> it's i thought the same yeah, thing <laughs> it's, uh, it's great you get you get some improv and then you get like a real life whatever i came across on my interesting walk there's yeah. lots of stuff that's so awesome. That's awesome okay well we will link those, uh, both of those things in in the description um and again thanks so much for uh being here and, and having a, a great conversation yeah with this thank is you. absolutely the best uh, thank you <laughs> Um, and uh, we are Improv uh, FAQ on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, we're also a podcast. Um, all the most current and complete uh, content is going to be on YouTube. But if uh, if you are a, in the podcast world, we just recently got caught up with all of our episodes there. So you can now find us as a podcast. Um, thanks so much for joining. And we'll catch you next time on Improv FAQ at length.